the first factor, my dear brothers and sisters, that led the people of Kufa to kill the grandson of Rasulullah knowing he has not done a crime, he has not committed anything, was the attachment to this dunya, hubbud dunya. Hubbud dunya. Love for this dunya. It brought the worst out of people. And it brought them to kill the grandson of Rasulullah The hadith says, Hubbud dunya ra'su kulli khati'ah. The love and the attachment of this dunya, it is the cause of all of these sins. All of the sins that are committed. Think of yourself as well. Think of your life. Whatever wrong we have done, whatever wrong that was done in the past, whatever wrong that was done by the army that killed Imam al-Hussein, starting from Yazid to the smallest person in the army. It was the attachment to this dunya. This is what leads people to do things that usually they would not do. Umar ibn Sa'd, Umar ibn Sa'd was the commander of the army that killed Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam. Umar ibn Sa'd is no stranger to Imam al-Hussein. Umar ibn Sa'd was not a man who did not know Imam al-Hussein. His father is Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas. Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas is considered to be one of the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The conquest of Iraq and Persia was under Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas. He's the one who opened the conquest of Persia and Iraq. He was the leader of the army. But then you see his son becomes Umar ibn Sa'd who kills Imam al-Hussein Why? The reason was because of his attachment and his love to this dunya. He had a weakness and this is a weakness that many of us have. Ubaidullah ibn Ziyad, he comes and he tells him, Oh, Umar ibn Sa'd, you want to be the governor of Ray? Ray is current day Tehran. You want to be the governor of Ray? You want, if you want to be the governor of Ray, you have to go and lead this army that is killing Aba Abdullah al Hussein. And Umar ibn Sa'd, he was facing a dilemma. And he starts writing this poetry with himself. He says, he says, I have to leave Ray, but Ray is my dream. Ray is something that I've been working for my whole life. But then now they tell me, you have to kill Hussein. And then he comes and he says, you know what? They say there's heaven and there's hell. If they're right in what they say, I'll repent after two years after killing Hussein. This is why Imam al-Hussein on the day of Ashura, he told him, he told Umar ibn Sa'd, he told him, oh Umar, you're not going to enjoy this dunya. And let me tell you something that you're not going to like. I see the kids of Kufa, they're going to be pelting stones at your head while your head is on a lance. And this is exactly what happened. When Mukhtar came, Umar ibn Sa'd was killed and the kids, they began to throw stones at the head of Umar ibn Sa'd. And Umar ibn Sa'd, he knew very well that Imam al-Hussein was 100% truthful. He turned his face when Imam al-Hussein tells him, and then he said, begin the war. He became angry at Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam. Instead of turning back, instead of repenting, instead of allowing the nafs al-lawama to kick in, but the nafs al-lawama was desensitized, because of hubbud dunya, because of the attachment to this dunya. And it wasn't only Umar ibn Sa'd. There was a whole army of 30,000 that were on the, Yazid, on the Umawi payroll 
to come and kill Imam al-Hussein. One of them, Khawli or Khawalla. This man, he is one of the criminals who participated in the murder of Imam al-Hussein. There are several individuals, they're, they're named. One is Shimr ibn al-Jawshan, another is Sinan ibn Anas, another is this man, Khawalla. As soon as Imam al-Hussein is killed, he takes the head of Imam al-Hussein and the head of Abu al-Fadl al-Abbas and he rushes, he rides a fast horse and he goes all the way to Kufa. When he goes to Kufa, there, he begins to say this poem, Imla' rikabi fiddhatan aw dhahaba Inni qataltu sayyid al-muhajjaba Inni qataltu khayran nas umman wa aba he says, fill my caravan with gold and silver because I killed the greatest and the most honorable Sayyid. I killed the man with the best and most noble father and mother. This is why when they killed Imam Hussein on the day of Ashura, read the Maqtal. We will read the Maqtal on Friday. When they killed Imam Hussein on the day of Ashura, what was the first thing the army began to do to the camp of Imam Hussein? They began to loot the camp of Imam al-Hussein. They began to loot the body of Imam al-Hussein. Imam al-Hussein on the day of Ashura, he goes and he asks for a different shirt. A shirt that they would not be interested in. Because he says, maslub. I'm going to be killed and my clothes are going to be ripped off my body. This is what they did to Imam al-Hussein There were some people, it was the, it was the love for the dunya that led them to kill Imam al-Hussein. And there was another group of people who they did not want money from Bani Umayyah, but they were afraid that the money that they have worked their whole life for, it's going to be taken away from them. Bani Umayyah, they had two tactics. One group of people, they tell them, we're going to give you the carrot. We're going to come and give you money. Another group of people, they came and they told them, if you don't fight Hussein, if you don't join this army, we're going to take away your home from you. We're going to take away your houses and your money and your wealth from you. And this is why many people, they were facing a dilemma. One of them, by the name of Ubaidillah ibn al-Hur al-Ju'fi. This man, Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam is traveling from Mecca to Iraq. And he passes by a place by the name of Qasr Bani Muqatil. He passes by Qasr Bani Muqatil and they see a tent. And they see a horseman and they see a sword outside. Meaning this is a tent of a fighter, of a brave warrior. He asks, who's in that tent? They tell him, Ubaidillah ibn al-Hur al-Ju'fi. Now Imam al-Hussein, he knows everyone in Kufa. Because just 20 years ago, when Amir al-Mu'mineen was in Kufa, Imam al-Hussein was living in that society. They all know him and he knows them very well. He goes and he sends one of his companions to Ubaidillah ibn al-Hur. And he tells him, tell him to join us. The companion, the messenger goes to Ubaidillah ibn al-Hur al-Ju'fi. And Ubaidillah ibn al-Hur al-Ju'fi, he says, no. Hussein is, this, is the very reason why I left Kufa. I left Kufa to avoid seeing Hussein. Because Hussein is coming to Kufa and I know he doesn't have enough supporters. I know there's going to be bloodshed. I left. I don't want to jeopardize my family. I don't want to jeopardize my life. I have my work. I have my living. I have my children. I don't want to jeopardize that. So I left so that I don't have to answer to Bani Umayyah and I don't have to answer to Imam al-Hussein. 
the messenger goes back to Imam Al-Hussein and he tells him, here, look at the humility of Imam Al-Hussein salam. Imam Al-Hussein, the narration says he got up and he began to walk to the tent of this man. Imam Al-Hussein could have said, who cares? I don't need him. But Imam Al-Hussein goes to him with his children and he tells him, Oh Ubaidullah, don't you have so many sins on your shoulder? Don't you want tawbah? Don't you want repentance? Don't you want to turn to Allah? Come and join us. This is the ultimate victory that I'm promising you, I'm guaranteeing you. He tells him the same thing. He says, I left because of you. And you know what? Keep me out of this. I don't want to be involved in this. But you know what? I love you. You're a great man. I'm going to give you my horse. I have a horse that is very fast. I'll give it to you. Imam al-Hussein tells him, I didn't want your horse. I wanted you to be saved. I wanted you to join me. You think I care about the horse? Then he tells him, Oh Ubaidullah, if you are not joining us, then be far away from us. Because in a few days, you're going to hear our cries. You're going to hear my call for help. And if someone hears our cries and our calls for help and does not join us, this person will be thrown on their face in the hellfire. And this is what he did. He left. And then they mention him as one of the first zawar of Imam al-Hussein One of the first visitors that came and visited the grave of Imam al-Hussein. And he lived his whole life with regret because he did not join Imam al-Hussein. What did he get? It was the love for this dunya that kept him from being with Imam al-Hussein It stopped him from being with Imam al-Hussein Now my dear brothers and sisters, Having dunya is not always a bad thing. Some people, they come and they, they assume that if you have dunya, then that means you're far from God. Not necessarily the case. A man by the name of Ibn Abi Ya'fur, he comes to Imam Sadiq and he tells him, Inna nuhibbud dunya. We love this dunya. Then the Imam السلام, he tells him, Tasna' biha madha. What do you do with this dunya that you want, that you love? He tells him, قُلْتُ أَتَزَوَّجْ مِنْهَا وَأَحِجُّ وَأَنْفِقْ عَلَىٰ عِيَالِي وَأَنِيلْ إِخْوَانِي وَأَتَصَدَّقْ He says, I marry, I go to Hajj, I help my brothers, I give sadaqah, I give charity, I do good deeds with the money that I have. The Imam السلام, tells him, لَيْسَ هَذَا مِنَ الدُّنْيَا هَذَا مِنَ الْآخِرَةِ This is not dunya, this is akhira. So that means, no. You can have this dunya, but do not allow this dunya to come in between you and in between your akhirah. Do not allow this dunya, do not compromise the afterlife for the sake of this dunya. Otherwise, you want to have the dunya, have the dunya. There's nothing wrong with that.